0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's the bar Winkler Show, and boy, am I glad that I waited to after Wednesday's Brewer game to put this one to paper because Tuesday night I was hot. I mean, I, I was I was pissed about the Brewers. It's getting to be to the point where I'm embarrassed, not just about how. I'm obviously embarrassed about my late night tweeting of the Brewers, but I'm embarrassed about how that that I actually feel that way. I'm embarrassed the Brewers make me so mad. There's been other teams before that have let us down, but for whatever reason, this Brewers team, it's like a lot of, we're really taking it personal. A lot of us are really affected by it. Uh, it really sucks. And so Tuesday night, I started tweeting, I, my, my new bid is I want Rick Schlesinger's job, you know, uh, with the Brewers. I tweeted that the Brewers spent the season marketing the Yankees six dollar concession vouchers, a Cubs no hitter from two years ago with that dirt, fans on Twitter who went for the to the game for the first time, and then some golf thing that hurt Freddie Peralta. Somebody, uh, yeah. Brewers related, tried to. They asked me about that. They said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "I don't know." I saw, um, I saw some people speculating that a lot of these Brewers have. Golf related injuries golf like injuries and you just opened X golf and the week you opened it They suffered injuries Lauer and Peralta and they said and you would throw a flamethrower on it I said I, I'm, I'm looking to throw flamethrowers my whole my whole I've, I'm more in notice me and pay attention to me mode than I ever have been so there might be some stunt tweeting going on here and that's just gonna have to be how it is. By the way, like and subscribe. and thank you for those that have. I mean, it's very nice with some of the stuff that you said uh, on the uh on the pods, on the reviews, and it helps. I mean that that like it helps so much. So thank you for that. Brewers on Wednesday did go to the game with my wife. We enjoyed it. We stayed through the seventh inning. You know, Barty's old. We like to beat traffic. That's a me thing. I think she she would have stayed, but I want to be traffic. I don't care what I miss. Nothing. So they won 6-0. Brasso had the Grand Slam. Pinch hit Grand Slam. Willie gets walked, and then Christian, obviously, is out. And then uh, Brasso comes in for Telez and just barely gets it over the fence, but he got it over the fence. And it counted for four runs. And it was a good moment, this game was super boring again zero zero through five you know you take someone who with my wife I mean he wanted to at least be exciting and I want like I want it to be exciting. So, so I shouldn't even bring up my wife who I went with I should bring up myself. Uh, baseball's become boring to me, especially zero zero games like that but you could tell as the game went along the crowd got more into it and obviously with the grand Slam uh, people were pretty pumped so. That's good to see the Brewers win. They've got the Reds coming up this weekend. There is still a you know a prayer as long as you got a chip in a chair, you got a prayer. So the Brewers still have that here in the final couple of weeks. But it's been frustrating I think on I think on Tuesday it's it's nice to get a win like this, although will it matter? This has kind of been the last month. They frustrate you to death with some of these crazy losses, and they're always last. I don't want to say last second, but they're always, you know, dick punch losses. And then they win the next day, and then you feel good about it. And then uh, the losses start coming again. So we'll see what happens against the uh, Reds this week in the series. Brewers on the road, and then a nine-game home trip, and then the season is over. The season is over. Brewers at 79-70. and Uh, I still would take Rick Schlesinger's job, but I think I'll, for a day, calm down a little bit on trying to... uh, I'm trying to to coo him out of there. I think I'll do that. We've got some uh, voicemails that have been coming in. You guys can leave voicemails. Uh, I don't even know the number off the top of my head. Yeah, 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART. I will have days where I say, all right, I'm going to sit by my microphone and I'll take calls. And uh, we'll see who calls. That's what I'll try to do at some point, And then we'll throw that on the podcast. But I am getting voicemails. Got one here from Cone Roller, first-time caller, Cone Roller. Bart,
2: Cone Roller here. So, loving the podcast so far, loving the voicemail system. Got a couple questions about the Brewers. How confident are we that next year will be any different than what we've seen this year? um contract years for a lot of guys or I guess we got two years left on pitching but if it, if it's going to be the way Josh Hader went you know we could be saying goodbye to Woodruff Burns maybe both um so first question if you had to keep Woody or Burns who are you keeping um for me it's Burns I think it's an easy choice um Woodruff his record has not been good I think he's he was under 500 the previous two seasons So just based off that, I'd go with Burns. Second, do we see these young guys step up, and do we see Mark Antonazio actually spend money on another luxury player like Andrew McCutcheon? Um, You know, if we're going to go with someone similar to Andrew McCutcheon, you know, I think there's some obvious choices. Is there any other washed-up MVP that Mark's been a fan of? Um, Let's see is Josh Hamilton maybe still still on the the waiver wires maybe we could see him picking up and then I got a fantasy question for you um Mike Evans being suspended do I start Jarvis Landry or Russell Gage Tampa's backup in his place Thanks first time long time
1: A lot of good stuff there I was a little uh upset with the latest from Corbin Burns Look I don't I don't know when they're going to try to negotiate with this guy Mark Atnazio, at the home opener this year, said we have not had any negotiations with Burns. At least, like, call him and say, hey, we want to talk about it so that when Corbin Burns gives an interview in September, he doesn't say or he can't say, we've had no discussions. It's just everything they do is just wrong in the court of public opinion. So what are you going to do with Burns? I'd rather have Burns than Woodruff. Burns a little younger. And I think, I mean, he was a Cy Young, um, but Burns is not, there's been outings where Corbin Burns hasn't looked as dominant as he was. And maybe Woodruff's been a little more consistent. But I would still, I would take Corbin Burns. But you're going to have to pay him a lot. I, I don't know, what's Burns going to get? 30 million bucks? What's, what are you going to get? 26? So they're both as good as gone. If this is the way that the Brewers are doing it, you got Christian Yelich at 26 million dollars. You got Andrew McCutcheon at 8.5, which was their luxury signing. Then you got Colton Wong with a 10 million dollar club option that ain't getting extended. You got Hunter Renfro; he's making 7.6, one more year of arbitration. They'll find a way to move him. And then it's Woodruff and Burns. Man, it just—it's like if you're making 10 million dollars, you're gone. Josh Hader, as far as former MVPs that they could collect. You know, I don't think Miguel Cabrera wants to hang him up. You could bring him in here. Um, You could pull uh, Dustin Pedroia out of retirement. You could get Vlad Guerrero and convince Mark that he's getting Vlad Guerrero Jr. As for the Gage Landry thing, the Buccaneers obviously signing Cole Beasley, and I think that'll be a hot pickup for a lot of people. Because everyone's going to think that he's Julian Edelman. Because... They wore the same number or something. But uh, I, w- I was going to tell you Landry beforehand, but the name pops off for me on that one. And I thought they went more Perriman than Gage last week after Evans was out. Uh, so I-, I would go Landry. Maybe the Cole Beasley moves change, uh, changes that a little bit. The other Packer thing I want to touch on is that David Bakhtiari, nobody knows if he's going to play. Matt LaFleur says, quote, I have no idea, unquote. So, you know that David Bakhtiari, like, wants to play. And there may be some accusations that he doesn't. Those are, those are just fans being obscene. Obsane. Absurd and insane is a new word I made up. But it sucks. <laughs> it just It just sucks. I'm getting a call here. One. To send a voicemail, press 2. Corey.
3: Bart, what's going on?
1: Hey, I'm actually uh, recording one right now.
3: Oh, well, does that mean I'm on? Yeah. Oh, boy, here we go. All right, well, I was I was calling to help you out. Uh, you know, it, it's still early, but get some sponsorships going.
1: Yeah, you got any ideas? Just to-
3: any any local brewery
1: okay you want to be my like salesman
3: uh potentially i've got i've got some ins with uh with a number of them
1: okay what uh, uh, that'd
3: be, uh how mean, much how I, much should i,
1: I, I be know, charging people if they want to sponsor
3: i see that's i don't even know i don't know how I don't those either. numbers work usually like, when me and my buddies had a podcast, we were like, can you just give us a case of beer a week so that we can be drinking on the air? And they are like, yeah. <laughs> and that's what we did. But I don't know. Um, I know, like, I mean, Milwaukee Record, they have, they get sponsors from from places. I think asking Wendy's is probably too big, right?
1: I don't know. They do have the or best the gr- uh, potato wedges in, in all the game.
3: Well, that, that is true. Um, scrub-a-dub? Scrub-a-dub? Get get right back in there. You can just show them all your songs.
1: Yeah, they know that. See, I'm just trying to get out content, and then I got to hire a sales team. Yeah, right. So, Corey? Well. You're hired. Yep.
3: Okay. Well, I'll get right on that.
1: Uh, everything needs to be under the table. I don't want to claim okay. anything on my taxes.
3: Um, Should it be in uh, cash, or should we do this in Doge?
1: <laughs> no, no, my Bitcoin days are over.
3: <laughs> okay, Beanie Babies might be—they uh, might be coming back.
1: Yeah, Beanie Babies, and I'll take eight tracks. Okay. Oh, and uh, Precious Precious Moments.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, Precious Moments would be good.
3: All right. Well, I will uh, send you all the information through um, LiveJournal and um, and maybe MySpace. <laughs>
1: All right, Corey. Good to hear from you, buddy.
3: Yeah, you too. I hope you're doing well, and uh, I'm looking, looking forward to hearing all these podcasts. They're, they've been great so far. Thanks, man. All right. Talk to you later.
1: Peace. Corey. Corey helped me set up the uh, chairs. So I do want to have a time when I'm going to take calls, but it seems like every time I sit down to record one, the calls do come in, so that's, that's fantastic. All right, one more from Spark Guy.
2: Royal wedding. That's probably what I would have been, or royal, royal funeral royal wedding. That's probably what I would have been calling about the last few weeks. So you guys are all talking about the Packers and Brewers and whatnot. People waited like 12 hours, 24 hours to see uh, the casket.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think to each their own on the queen thing um, and the whole monarchy thing. Obviously, the history surrounding colonialism is bad just you got to remember that the news is entertainment because there was a massive hurricane this week that knocked out all the power in Puerto Rico and all the networks went live with the Queen's funeral we uh, Puerto Rico is part of America and we actually left Britain to start America because of the monarchy So I just wish priorities were in the right spot. One guy that loves talking about issues that have nothing to do with anything is Mike Wicket. Check out his podcast, Wicket on Wisconsin. And here comes an awkward transition into that interview.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
4: So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall.
3: ConstantContact.com.
1: And now we bring in Michael James Wicket. Not even, that's not, not accurate. It's Patrick,
4: actually. Michael,
1: Pat- Michael Sarah Wicket. <laughs> What's up, Bart? How you doing, buddy? I'm well. I'm well. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I, I just wanted to say that uh, it's good to have you here. Now doing a morning rock show, I believe. Yeah, yeah. In Iowa? In Des Moines. Yep, yeah. Laser 103.3. And uh, me here, who is now um, uh, uh, delivering DoorDash. <laughs> that, I, uh, how are the tips? <laughs> I got a no tip today. Oh, the worst. So I, I I don't know. Uh, Tim Shea, who does these with me, sometimes does Uber. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I don't want to do Uber. I don't want people in my car. No. I'll put their food in my car, though.
4: Do you nibble on their food? Because you seem like the kind of guy that goes viral on TikTok for
1: showing people that he ate their French fries. First of all, I want to say I've only done four dashes. (laughs) Have you done four TikToks? No.
4: Three. No, three TikToks, four dashes, four dashes. And how many podcasts? What number am I? I think you're up
1: to six.
4: All right. Okay. Well, cheers. Okay.
1: I uh I went so I had like the weirdest dashes ever because I had to go to a school. Okay. A teacher, a teacher ordered some some fish. Oh. And then I've ordered
4: fish before with with DoorDash or Uber Eats or or whatever. And no pun intended. It can be gamey whether or not that's gonna make it to your house in, in good edible form, you know?
1: Yeah, the I got in there quick. I did. The school was a little tricky. I now schools have a lot of security these days, as I believe they should. Yeah. But I just buzzed the door and I'm like, they're like, what's up? I go, I'm with DoorDash, and they go, come on in. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's what's not- the point? <laughs> that's all I gotta say. You could be whoever
4: not there to deliver chicken or fish or whatever for yeah. ill intent. But the code word is DoorDash. It's like trying to get into a club. Yeah. I, oh, oh yeah. Come on. You just go to the classroom of your choosing. Oh, DoorDash. Go ahead. Whatever you want. I, when we registered our oldest for preschool, we went in and we were having like the meeting with the school and my wife and my wife got there before I did. And so I get there and there's two entrances. And of course I pick the one where all the kids are coming out and all the parents are at as that's on one end of the school, as opposed to the middle. And I just sort of walk into the school and I immediately got stopped by a teacher. She's like, uh, excuse me. Cause I look, you know, look at me, I look creepy. And I was like, uh, I'm here to register for preschool. I swear to God. And I'm glad she stopped me. You know, had I been someone that was more aggressive or had ill intentions, I'm not sure this, four foot 11, 75 year old teacher could have done much with me, but at least they actually stopped me before I, you know, kept meandering through the school. Well, that's why you have to give them guns. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. So I've been meaning to ask you a question. I know it's your podcast, but I want to ask you a question. What was it like you were on a really successful show and then I left so what was it like after that?
1: Um, you want to know how that all played out? <laughs> yeah. You know what I want to ask you? Yeah. How do you feel <laughs> that you were on a really successful show and then you moved and we you, you still kept your job and you, cause for those that don't know, Mike Wickett was on Chuck and Wicket. I should probably introduce that. If if, people if you, like you don't
4: know, if you're new before there was the Bart Winkler show, before it was Bart and Horvat, before it was Chuck and Winkler, it was Chuck and Wicket <laughs> yeah, for, for a Chuck long time,
1: like seven years. It was a long time. And then I came in in the last year because Mike had moved to Kansas city. Yep. yep. And he was going to still do the show but we were going to pretend like he was still in Milwaukee. And I was there basically to press the buttons and you know, I was fine. I liked the job, but if Mike ever, you know, found something down there, well then maybe they could put me into that role. I never tried to sabotage Mike. I never tried to like push him out. I figured that you'd be there a lot longer than you were, but that was kind of the, I was like a, I was like Jordan love. There was no intention to ever play me. But I was there uh, just in case. So how do you feel that you had to essentially leave because you're not in your, where you were. And now in 2022, nobody's anywhere. No, no, it's true. My main competition does a show from Virginia.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I And I I don't even
1: know if this was a COVID thing. Like, it, I don't know in 2016 or 2018 whenever that whenever you left it was like I, I left Milwaukee to Kansas City Labor Day of 15 okay and then did the show till August of 16 because that was still like radio in 2015 compared to radio in 2022 it's like radio in 2015 was like radio in 1987 there you couldn't you couldn't tell an audience that the host was not there no no but then now no one cares as long as you're talking about what you're talking about. Yeah, I think we learned, like, of all the
4: things to come out of COVID, that's the thing that really blew my mind for the industry, is could I have, you know, and I don't know if I would have lasted three years until COVID hit doing that, but it was tough for me, like, in Kansas City because we were being so secretive about it. Yeah. I would have my life with my wife, What was my then-girlfriend, but Lee became my wife and our friends in Kansas City, and, you know, for that year – I was never in any picture with anybody that we ever posted on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. So we would have that, that, double life thing kind of going. But the thing that came out of COVID now is, is exactly that. Like, because of, you know, the, the, the software we're using for this podcast, I'm in Des Moines, you're in Milwaukee, or, you know, you watch, uh, ESPN radio's got uh, Keyshawn J will and max in the morning. Well, two are in New York and one's in LA. It doesn't get much further away than that. And that show seems to be successful. I don't listen to it a ton because I'm on the air at the same time. But you know what I mean? Like, One of the
1: shows I really like is You Better You Bet. It's on Odyssey. It's streamed everywhere. Nick Costos Mm -hmm. does it with Ken Barkley. Really good show. They just finally, after three years, did a show together in Vegas. It was the first time they physically did a show together in three years. And that's crazy because the year we
4: had – and then the years leading up to COVID, if, if people, and I don't know how people would have reacted. Like what if a month in, I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. I mean, I want to see, I want the job. I want to work with Bart. I want to work with Chuck, but here's the deal. I'm in Kansas city. I'm still watching the Brewers. Yeah. I'm still watching the Packers, still watching the bucks, still watching Wisconsin, still watching Marquette. Like I'm still watching it. I have access to it. Cause I have the internet. Do you think in 2016, 2015, people would have freaked out the way that, you know, our, our program director, Tom Parker, who I love, but he's, he, he very much wanted to make sure people
1: did not know. Do you think that was the wrong move? Not at the time. I mean, no, I'm not going to say no, because then Tom gave me the job. I was going to say, you had a gig. <laughs> you got a job because I went to Kansas City. That got me a full-time job. That got me out of driving to Fond du Lac. Yeah. That eventually got me the show. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it might've been Tom Parker's masterstroke. And then he
4: retired and now he's off touring the country in his yeah. RV. Yeah. And, yeah. and then
1: you, you got run of
4: the city for a while.
1: Yeah. So it's funny about when I took over then for you was, I really think they tried to, cause our, you're wicked. I'm Winkler. Yes. There was and no real were... open
4: audition, was there? It was going to be you because the names are so similar.
1: That was, I mean, what if my last name was Smith? They were trying changed. to like they, they were trying to be oh no no I don't know I want because I wanted to be Chuck and Bart or something, but they're like no it has to be Winkler because it sounds like Wicket, and I thought that's stupid and I think what happened there were the two periods. Um... Do people call you Winkler because everyone calls me Wicket? Help today, my three kids.
4: I left the room at dinner to go throw like something in the recycle bin, and I and I hear all three of my kids. They are three two and two yelling Wicket Wicket.
1: Do your kids? Well, does your play? wife call you that? Are you? He I mean, does. not call me Mike.
4: No, nobody calls me Mike. My mother yeah. calls me Michael.
1: Yeah. No. Uh, does anyone call me Winkler? No. Okay. Nobody even really calls me Winks. I've never called you Winkler. Now I get Winks from like high school kids. Or and this thing uh, right here. Yeah. Yeah. W- yeah winks and Winks. <laughs> I get Winks from kids I went to in high school. And then my Twitter's Winks. Thanks, but. I'm basic, like I'm. I'm. Why would I? Bart is so like. There's Bart. If you're gonna be, I had a great name for the radio. Yeah, I don't know any other than Bart Scott.
4: I don't know any Barts. I mean Simpson. I'm sure you've never heard that before.
1: No, but what I found out is a lot of these guys that go by the name Bart aren't really Barts. Like Milwaukee Panthers hired a coach Bart Lundy. His real name's not Bart. What's his name? I think it's. I don't want to say. I don't know if it's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> you're
4: wearing the shirt right now I see
1: yeah, dear, if, I'll put this on YouTube oh, This <laughs> one will go on YouTube Okay. <laughs> but I've done like uh, six podcasts And I've worn this shirt four times It's my University of Wisconsin Milwaukee shirt Because it got caught in a cycle Sure it did are you, are you
4: just after being let go three weeks ago Or however long that you're just giving up Not doing laundry Bart do we need to step in and have someone do your laundry For you Oh, definitely uh, my
1: wife won't let me do laundry. I won't let my wife do laundry. She's not good at it either. Well, it's not that I'm not good at it. I can't, I got a problem that whatever I touch breaks. Like any towels and blankets? No, like the the machine. You break the washing machine? We have washing machines. We don't do it on the clotheslines like you guys do in Iowa. (laughs) <laughs> we have uh we have washing machines. So she's worried I'm gonna break the machine. Gotcha. And then I go to my grandma's, I make a cup of coffee. First time I'm ever making a cup of coffee at my grandma's. Broke. Have to buy a new one. I don't know what it is. It's not that I I don't even think it's that I'm careless. It's just I, I don't know what it is. So I seem to Do you get to use the dishwasher? Are you allowed to use the refrigerator? I know you use a kegerator. I know you're good at that. Yep. I can use all those. Okay,
4: good. Uh, so the just, lawnmower,
1: just... although I am on my third because I blow them out all the time. How
4: do you blow out three lawnmowers? I don't get
1: the, the oil. I n- I never understood oil. Part, part. Like, I know you need gas in these vehicles, but I never understood the oil part. You need to change the oil every season.
4: You just take it in in the winter, in the, the spring, right before it gets warm, right Yeah, the but then I always it's take cold. it
1: in the spring, and then they're always like, Oh, you picked the worst time to call. There's a five week waiting period.
4: Call on Valentine's Day. Set the alarm in your Alexa right now.
1: Oh, I don't believe in those. Oh, and I break it too. What are
4: the, What are our Alexas and Siri's and Google's? Are they? Is the government watching you?
1: No, see, I'll give my information to a bunch of different places. I don't care. But Alexa bothers me. I don't like the idea of a voice assistant in your house.
4: It's great. We use it for a lot of music for the kids. Uh, are you still on one, by the way?
1: Oh yeah, one and done. He's one. You're one and done. Yeah, three years old. One,
4: one and done, and marrying Giannis's daughter. Is that still the plan?
1: Uh, did he have a daughter?
4: I don't know. I thought you thought that. No, he's got plan. two boys.
1: Is that what it, it is? His okay. boy, his first boy, is about our age. Are you guys? Are they? You guys best friends yet? Are they in the same daycare? No. We have made some daycare parent friends, though. That's that wasn't it. That's fun. Imagine having this conversation when I was doing the show in Kansas City back in 2015. Oh, it's crazy. I know. Oh, it's I know. crazy. I'd love to do a show with Chuck again, Chuck Freeman. You guys still friends? You guys talk? How's that relationship? Did anybody yeah, ask? You um, about this stuff? What's that? Did
4: anybody ask you about this stuff? About Chuck? Yeah,
1: oh, I get asked about Chuck all the time. Yeah. I uh, just saw Chuck at a Brewers game about a month ago. And it was a terrible game. I don't even remember. I know it was like zero zero through the fifth. But I told Chuck in the fifth inning, I said, I, I don't know what has even happened in this game. We've, we've been talking this whole time. It was a really nice conversation we had. And I said I'd love to do a show with him. And every time I saw him over the summer, he'd be, I, I would tell him, I can't wait. Someday, somehow, we're going to do a show together again. He'd be like, hell yeah. Should and then Twitter on the other day. Twitter the other day. I go, come on my show. And he's like, no, we we can't. We can't ever do a show together again. Why? Why? I said, I, he goes, we always fought. I yeah. said, Chuck, it was a completely different me. That was a different you. That was a different us. <laughs> and he said, never say never. Now I said that. He said, <laughs> he said never. Is he not allowed to?
4: Is, well, will the station uh, I haven't reached into it? any of that. Okay. But I... Are you persona non grata in the
1: Milwaukee sports media? I mean, I'm doing this podcast, so you answer that question. I'm not part of the Milwaukee sports media. I live in Des Moines. You know what? I actually, uh, you'd be surprised how many people in the Milwaukee sports media like me. (laughs) I would be, huh? I think a lot of people I think a lot of people would. I would say that nobody's been harder on Milwaukee media people than me. But nobody's been more of a champion of Milwaukee media people than me. When you do something good, I'm out there promoting it. Like? Uh. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um. Who did you promote? Who did great? Chuck? One, one time J.R. Radcliffe wrote an article and I texted him. I said, That was pretty good. So that, that etches you into the hall of fame of hype men for
4: Milwaukee media members.
1: Yeah. Well, as I said on a podcast the other day, the problem with Milwaukee sports media is that while most sports towns, like the demographic is what? What's the demographic? 42 year old male. Give me a range. 25, 54. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get a little younger.
4: I don't know because gambling is bringing in the younger, yeah, younger people to the industry. Well, Milwaukee
1: sports media is fifty-three to fifty-five. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not in that, if you don't get those specific artists and references from 1979, it's no good. I mean,
4: my my average listener is uh, a 42 year old dude, and it's been that way for in radio in the radio industry sports talk radio and then i went to went to do news talk and now i do rock for the most part your range has been 25 to 54 guys right like it's i do a little less sports a little more non you know sports and stuff we do a little more Well, oh, my favorite phrase sports and stuff yeah we do some sports talk that rocks you know on the station up here that's a great uh, one too it, it, thank you stole no,
1: no one can just do sports talk
4: anymore and i don't get that i'm not sure um but you i can't imagine doing your job for the year that covid shut everything down like i think i talked to you about that
1: during covid where well we talk- found ways to make it like i mean we talked about we really got into the korean baseball yeah did you get into that iGaming gaming stuff and no yeah. It was tough, man. And I actually, then soccer came back. That was, that was fun. Yeah. But when did sports come back? Baseball that year, I don't think counted. And then the bubble sucked. The bubble sucked Cause the, the, the
4: biggest, it was something. Level, the, the bubble sucked for, you know, because it was, it didn't feel real. They had to pipe in fake noise, which I, they did their best. They gave us a product. They gave us games and they gave us playoffs and all oh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like the, it, the two biggest stories out of the bubble weren't even that the Lakers won a title. Like I remember it was the most unmemorable finals I've ever watched in my life. I, I the, the big, like the biggest stories were who's going to pop out and get suspended because they got COVID and then the bucks sitting out the game against Orlando mm-hmm. because of black lives matter and everything that was going on. Like those were the two biggest moments of the entire bubble and I wonder, would they have been, you know, obviously the, the popping out of the bubble for COVID thing would not have been a thing, but what happened, what would have if there was no bubble and Milwaukee was playing a playoff game against Orlando and everything that happened, do, do they sit out? I don't, I don't no know. a different impact? I don't, I, don't, I don't
1: know. Well, it was a whole, it was a whole, it's sports talk radio. It was a whole year without sports. Yes. And I don't know. I don't, I'm, if there's one period that I'm a little like scarred by, in terms of uh, regret, it might be the COVID period. Why? Because I lost a lot of people, listeners. I didn't. No one died. I no one. No one. No. no one I, I
4: hear what you're saying. Yeah, no, you I lost people
1: die. because you
4: were on Team Mask.
1: Yeah, and, I had a. And, I, had and, a lot. And, I went. I went to have a lunch. I was out at an event for the station. I had a lunch with three guys, and one of the guys told me at the lunch, you know why I like you, Winkler? Because I know we disagree on some stuff, but we can just talk sports. Two weeks later, he called the show and said he's never listening again. He never did. What was his name? Chuck Freeman.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Chuck moves. I I didn't realize Chuck had such a – a southern accent in Lemira or
1: whenever he moved in with his girlfriend. Why is
4: he married now? Are we, do we do we know what number is? Are they married?
1: I don't know. And if he is, he won't tell anyone. You won't, yeah. I would love to ask Chuck this, but again, uh hashtag get Chuck to Bart.
4: Oh. It, you, know, we could put, <laughs> you know what we could do? We could put like a Chuck window here,
1: and it could be yeah. Chuck and Wicket, and then you could be there too, like back in the day. I'd love it. You know this podcast basically exists because Wicked chased a girl to Kansas City. It there, she's not going to listen to this, but
4: that's hilarious because <laughs> she came here and she's in the room right next to me. But it's accurate, you know. Chose chose her, and I I I don't get me wrong. I, there's always times when I thought I'm like, man, did I leave? A, you know. The fan too early to leave Milwaukee too early obviously I'm, I'm happy with uh where things turned out we're married we have three kids I have a job she's got a great job but you know you can you can thank her for you having the career you had and why we're on the podcast that we're
1: doing right now it's also her fault directly then that I did a door dash today where I picked up McDonald's and took it to Home Depot and the guy didn't tip me even though I did go into Home Depot do you make what do you make per delivery? Again, I've done four DoorDashes. What do you make per delivery? I've I've got $23 in my account.
4: Okay. So six bucks. So five, five, six bucks per delivery. Four deliveries an hour,
1: it's 20 bucks.
4: Right, we gotta we can DoorDash sponsor your podcast? We gotta get that rolling.
1: Well, Home Depot's not gonna, because I just shit out one of their employees. <laughs>
4: He's a nice enough guy. I just, just didn't tip. Who doesn't tip, tip DoorDash? Hold on, yeah, I, just got I, t- I just got a text from Lee. She's listening mm. in the room next to us, so she's she's listening to us talk about her. Oh, um, good. She wants to say you're welcome.
1: So, oh, thank you. Yeah, there you go. The uh, thing I did want to say to you, there's a Packer topic that I had, and I wanted to bring it up to you. Great. I think you would be a good... Because you have been, like, you didn't... You weren't born a Packer fan. You became one. You are still one. And you know the inside world and the outside world. Yep. You know what it's like to be inside Packer land and have the thoughts and feelings of Packer fans. And you know what it's like to see them from afar. And I am recently excited to double down on my take that one Super Bowl per Favre and Rogers is not enough because of, yes, they're Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but also the amount of off the field bullshit we have to put up with <laughs> on these two guys. like if you're going to defraud Mississippi welfare, Oh and my if God. you're going to if you're going to take drugs for the first time when you're 38 and then pretend like you're 15 and tell all your friends like Rodgers is doing I'll I'll sit through all of this and root for you guys but I need at least a second super bowl You kind of sound like you can't have a hall of fame quarterback and win one super bowl First of all, you need more. And I get it, Dan Marino, Dan Marino. I don't give a shit about Dan Marino. Great actor. (laughs) What about Drew Brees? Drew Brees got one. Drew Brees is lucky to get that one. Drew Brees got his one. Drew Brees is not that good. Okay, okay. That
4: Drew Brees, there's an argument to be made. He's one of the top three ever. I
1: wouldn't make the argument. I implore everyone to do this. I implore everyone to do this. Everyone. Go to anyone that likes sports. Anybody and say, "Top of your head all time, tell me the top 30 quarterbacks to ever play." Oh, Breeze is easily in there. Maybe easy. Maybe, may, but I but easily. I'm telling you, but I'm telling you no one will
4: bring up his name. No, that's wrong. That is 100% wrong. You would talk to no anybody who's him. a a a Slightly more than average NFL
1: fan. But no one will say – they'll go Rodgers, Favre, Young, Montana, Marino, Elway, Aikman. Breeze is better than, than Young. Bradshaw.
4: Breeze, better than, breeze is br- uh, better than Bradshaw. But they won't – that's not the point. The point is they won't say it. Getting back to your original topic, your original I'm right question. about that. Someone You're, do the
1: Breeze test.
4: Somebody walk down – you go down, walk walk down Milwaukee Avenue and find somebody wearing an NFL hat. <laughs> find Rob Lowe. Is there a Milwaukee
1: the Avenue? It's,
4: yes. Yes. It's Milwaukee Street. It's been seven years since I've lived there. Okay, Milwaukee Street. Thank you. But go find any football fan that's, is Duke still open? Go to Duke's on a Sunday and ask somebody there who's watching the Red Zone because they bet a bunch of dollars. All right. Breeze will be in the top 30 easily. It doesn't even matter if they've been there since they opened and it's still dollar beer night. All right. You're, you're nuts on that. I'm just asking for someone to try it. Uh, As far as your other question goes, I mean, the apologist in me, and it's tough to be an apologist for Brett Favre because we now know what a piece of garbage he is now. Well, let me take that back. I put up on Twitter and it got a lot of reaction from people you being inside the world know what a piece of garbage he is. Like, who cheats on their cancer stricken wife? It's like cheating on your pregnant third pregnant wife with a porn star. Like, you th- those people are garbage human beings.
1: All right. Hey, I get what you did, Mike. Who would do that? <laughs> <laughs> I know who you're
4: thinking of. So Favre, we you've known he's a piece of garbage. I do well, be my wicket. All right. And it's hard to defend. Be like, well, if you look at it, you know, with Favre, I'm gonna just specifically talk about Rodgers. because you know, every Bears fan, you know, if I had two Super Bowls in 30 years a quarterback, blah, blah 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 blah. The ultimate defense is, and the accurate defense is that football is a team game. I mean If Brandon Bostick doesn't make that error and he made an error and he got unfortunately death threats thrown his way. Let me circle back to death threats in a second. Yeah. Put a pin in that. If Bostick doesn't make that mistake in 14 and the Packers go to the Super Bowl and win, when Rogers had one leg, that was the calf watch year. That was some of our best radio when Chuck and I were together in 2014 and they win. No one's having this conversation, especially now. If we looked at Rodgers with two Super Bowls and four MVPs and playing as an elite quarterback at 38, you know, we, we don't have like so. I, I, it's as much as I understand what you're saying, that was out of Rodgers' control. um A lot of stuff is out of a lot of quarterbacks' control. Why didn't the quarterback take this opportunity? Why did the coach make this decision? Why did the running back fumble? Why did the ball bounce off the wide receiver's hands? Why didn't the defense do this? So I don't like the argument of, we need one more. Now, my dream scenario is that Rod- they win the Super Bowl this year, Rodgers retires, forfeits some of his salary to look like the good guy, has the Bobby Bonilla contract, love takes over, and it's another 10 years of, of, of winning the North. That's what I want, all right? I got my love hoodie up here. I'm ready to wear it full time.
1: That's what I want. Now I, well said. That's why you're a pro. <laughs> I, uh, I, it's not even like okay. So I bring up like specific instances with Rogers, uh, Olivia Munn, or don't care. But but it's all. But it doesn't. It's always something. It's always there's always a reason for Rogers to be in the news, even if. He doesn't need to be in the news. He loves it. He loves it. Are you kidding? Oh, Rogers. Rogers, the night before the game against the Niners, called up some guy from ESPN because he got a whisper about someone's going to write an article. Rogers, was he on The Bachelor? Rogers said, folks, did he mean his parents or was he going home for Thanksgiving to be with his friends? It doesn't matter what it is. It's always something. So it's not so much that I want to critique who he is or how he acts or what he does or where he goes it's just it's too he's just it's too much and then for to be in this job to be in the old job where you have to talk about rogers all the time yep somebody uh i i let people leave voicemails 402-915-BART it's an omaha number
4: 402-915-BART yeah What's the zip code or the area code on that? It's Omaha. (laughs) What are you, Peyton Manning? Omaha. So it's Omaha 915 BART.
1: 402-915-BART. You can leave a voicemail. Um, What happens when I call this? What does it sound like? A lady answers and says, please state your name. B-A-R-T. Let's put this on speaker. Let's see what
4: this sounds like. Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you. That's it? There's not even a hey, it's Bart? Say your name. It's Wicket. Oh. Oh, it rings. Christ. Is it your phone? Your phone rings?
1: There's not even a hey, it's Bart.
4: To accept, press one. To send a voicemail, press two. So, does it? Oh, does nothing I got to
1: Yeah, I have to accept.
4: Oh, so now do you hear me when I leave this bar or this voicemail for you,
0: Oh, my God. All right, this is terrible.
4: We're not doing this on the radio. So then you yeah, get it's, the whole it's a Google
1: Voice that links to my phone.
4: Yeah, okay. I used to have one of those when I had an intercom system when I
1: lived in Kansas City. And then I have people that have sent uh, voicemails.
3: Hey, Bart, it's Q on the east side. Uh, just call the uh, Bart's Sprott line and
1: congratulate you on the new podcast. Uh, it's really great to, to hear everybody's voices after this little break. Hopefully you guys all land on
2: your
3: feet, um, but Bucks and Six, baby.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> and then you get on the pod. That's it. So it's 402-915-BART. Call now. Leave him a the voicemail.
1: Because there will be days where I like say, "Hey, I'm gonna be on a ten. Call me. We'll do like an interaction thing." But in the meantime, it's a way to do some interaction and callers, which Mm -hmm. was which really became the staple, I think, of my show was me and the callers.
4: Yeah. Once you alienated half of them with your COVID stance, you needed to bring in the other nine people.
1: Right. But I, I think that one at the final era, there became like a little whack packy. And, and I just I always went off with like 1250. That's why people miss it so much. It was so great with callers. It was, it was so great with the interaction. And then I just put a little spin on it and, and tweaked it a little bit and took the bad ones more and, and, and did some stuff. And I think that's what people miss the most. I'm trying to keep some of that alive. That's what you know. our
4: station did the best and and no disrespect because I have plenty of friends at, at ESPN and I have plenty of friends at the game and our station, because we had a decade, basically a decade of dominance before the two FM flamethrowers came in and it, it eclipsed the, the FM signal that we had. Like you knew D on the east side, you knew everybody, right? You knew Roscoe and you knew all these people and you grew up with them. And they went on to go do things and have families and move out of the area and still call in. And like hearing Q, like I haven't heard Q's name in 10 years, but that was cool. Like people are
1: leaving comments on my stuff saying, Happy you're back. We need to hear from Ram on the north side. See, like, Ram was Ram wasn't a thing when I was there. Oh, he wasn't? No, Ram, I've I heard Ram when I would stream you. Yeah um but i didn't know ram That's so they miss as much as they say they you know we miss you guys i think what you missed was the interaction and the camaraderie because the the,
4: the fan was the fan that was it was like bart i know when you are watching chris middleton go four of 22 late in the year and you're on your ninth rum and coke and it's midnight So is Ram on the north side, or so is Steve on the south side, or Brian in Waukesha, or whoever. They were still doing the same thing. Other shows didn't didn't have the reaction that, like, you or me or Chuck or Doug or whoever, you know, for the most Sparky, Gary, even Leroy, like, they didn't have the same reaction as we did. And that's why I think that's what people
1: miss, and I think it's cool you're doing the call-in line. Uh, we have a limit in the house eight rum and cokes a night okay <laughs>
4: okay good eight what about there were the playoffs because there was that play the year they won the bucks were like nine and one when I had six beers during the game which didn't go well with the wife and then the next day but you know bucks and six
1: yeah so uh zabin on his podcast after He's like, oh, Bart Winkler doesn't have a job. Should I gloat? Should I do this? But even in his little whatever, he said, Although he did have that bit during the playoffs at the parade chairs. That was pretty good. So even when people rip on me, you got to give me credit for the parade chairs. The chair was good,
4: by the way. I, is that the graphic for the show now? Because I saw you post that on it's social. One of them. Yeah, I got a more
1: professional one, but. I'll still use that one for sure.
4: No, that one's great. This green professional one that you introduced on Facebook earlier. No, 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 no. Use the chair. That's great. It makes you look homeless, just like your face. But it also makes it look like the Bart Wingler show is a true
1: crime podcast. <laughs> the death of a career. <laughs> the death <laughs> who who killed this man's career? <laughs> who killed Ten episodes later, we find out it was himself that killed his <laughs> career. <laughs> <laughs> because the only ever guy he said anything nice to was J.R.
2: Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> nice work.
1: <laughs> so I, uh back to your, uh what, what was the pin thing?
4: Oh, you want to threat? talk about
1: what? Death threats. Yeah,
4: death threats to Brandon Bostic for making an error that cost the Packers a trip to the Super Bowl.
1: Now, I'm pretty sure that Brandon Bostick got the worst of the death threats that have ever come from a Packer fan to a player. I'm pretty sure of that.
4: Wait, let me like, stop you. Wait, 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 wait. Are you about to compare yourself to an NFL player?
1: No, 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 no. I don't get death threats. Okay, I've had them. No, you haven't, Mike. I have. D- what was it? What, no, I mean, hey, define death threat, first of all. Um, well, I've had people say horrific
4: things they wanted to do to my wife. Uh, I have had because in Kansas City we had a rolling text line.
1: and There were no I names. We we're never just... going to do those things. What? If someone, do, if so, if like, if Michael Crabtree drops a pass and I have him fantasy and I tweet him, I want to kill you. That's not a death threat. I've had people tell me not
4: to go to the parking lot. Now this was in Kansas City. That's okay. That's a death threat. It was not. That was Kansas City, and I never really took it serious. But I've. I mean. I'm not Brandon Bostic,
1: who got thousands of people. But some of these guys, like I was told, drop to a pass, a- get a DM that says "die," and then they say "got death threats." I that's was told a- to put a plastic bag around my head and pull tight. Well, I don't care what you and your wife are into. No,
4: that's not what. You no, know. this was from someone who was a a Trumper, and I was not. And it was it was news talk is like sports
1: talk without the fun.
0: Uh, anyway, means- so death threats.
1: Tell me about your death threats. No, my point is that sometimes people claim death threat when they've never been threatened. Yeah,
4: I've had some pretty nasty stuff come my way about me and my then girlfriend, now wife.
1: But I'm like that. that that's pretty messed up. Honestly, yeah. I didn't understand or know that. I, I mean, people have never done that to me. Are I, you an apologist I, for death threat people? No. I'm saying that I'm saying that if you're one of these athletes that well, wants to cry you got death threats, it's gotta be a real death threat. Well, wicket, you shouldn't have said ban assault
4: rifles. So your wife had that comment coming. Is that you, Bart? Is that what you're trying to tell me?
1: No, I'm just saying if I text you tonight, <laughs> nice job, die. <laughs> that's not a death threat. No, but I've had them. I have,
4: I don't put up, I don't mean, I don't ever believe people are real and truthful on those because I'm so not important and never have been, but I've seen them. And it, and it kind of is one of those, like, like we had a guy call, I was doing a um, chief's post game chiefs and uh, Patriots when I was in Kansas city, I was moonlighting on the sports station down there, 610. And we had a gun threat. We had a shooting threat. I guy called the studio down the hall to say that he was in the parking lot with a gun that mm-hmm. happened the night the chiefs played the patriots on a sunday night game what i think would have been Mahomes' second year first year starting and we were told to stay in indoors and the police came
1: doesn't this this makes me this makes me insane because people have said so many terrible things about me but they've never ever ever reached 10 percent of the level that it seems like you got So So my final question to you is the fact that you're getting all these threats and no one is doing anything to you. Doesn't that empower you to be more of a dick? (laughs) I don't,
4: (laughs) I don't try on my morning show here in,
1: in Des Moines. Why are you getting death threats on a morning rock show? I mean... Th- Would you not hit the post on Allison Chains? <laughs> think, I mean,
4: we, do, you think, you don't, I mean, like, we do not touch politics at all. 99% of all politics go by the wayside. Like, what happens at the midterms, we might mention, but probably won't. Because I learned in Kansas City, being a person on the left in a red part of the country, even though Kansas city is the bluest part of the state besides St. Louis. um, People don't come to you for that. Like we're in a conservative part of the country right now in Iowa and out. I mean, we're in a very liberal County, but our station's bigger than just the County that we're in right now. So if you start talking about politics and I'm going to be opinionated, a, you're not coming here for this. So you're going to click B the majority of our listening audience, probably at least 65, 35, if not more disagree with my politics. And there's no reason for me to spew my beliefs. If my goal is to win in the ratings is to get them to like me when I hit the post on Allison chains, or when I talk, when I do my two sports segments every day or whatever. So there are other things that we can do. And that's fine. If you want Hardcore conservative politics, we got that station in town. If you want, you know, liberal politics, you can find, there's just no reason to do it. And it's like the path of least resistance. I think sports is different because it's more of a hodgepodge. It's more of a mix. I think it's more of a 50-50 in Milwaukee, in Wisconsin, in Chicago, in New York, and Detroit, whatever. But in my particular place and the format we're talking to, the people we're talking to, no. I don't,
1: I don't need that smoke. Do not need it. Mm -mm. I wish they talked more politics on the mix, to be honest. You think, you think Elizabeth and radar need to be breaking down the midterms?
4: You think that's the station for it?
1: Well, yeah. When I want to hear about states rights, I turn into 99.1 (laughs) WMYX. That's what I I want to hear about. that's, That's where I go. I don't think anybody's ever said that ever. Um, Are we ever
4: going to see each other again? You're the second person to ask me that this week. And the other person was, uh, was Roy from great lakes Dragaway. Oh, I wondered if I was coming up to any Packers games this, this year. I don't think we're to the point. Like you, you know how it is. You have one. And if you leave your wife for half a day, I'm sure it's it's a tough day for her, right? Like, it's not an easy thing to take care of a toddler. We have three toddlers. And so we have to budget things like my, the stuff I have to do with the station, the stuff she has to do with her radio station, which is in the same building. We try to budget that and sync up everything at the same time so we're not burdening each other all that much. Um, I can't imagine the pitch I would have to give to Lee to be like, Hey, here's what I was planning on this weekend. I was going to drive up to Wisconsin. Bart's going to put me up. We're going to go to the Packer game. Um, Can you watch the kids all weekend? I'll be back Tuesday. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's going to fly with her. Like, Tomorrow, I'm going to the Greta Van Fleet concert. Now, that show is after all the kids are in bed. So it's a little bit different. But like a weekend excursion to Green Bay to go drink a bunch of beverages with you? That may have to wait till the kids can put on their own underwear and their own shoes. And we potty train all of them. Like, that might be a year or two.
1: You could have just said no.
4: Well, you could come to Des Moines. Your answer should have been like, Nicole can watch the baby. It's fine. You can come down to Des Moines because it's a good shot because the, 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 the Wells uh, Wells Fargo arena here in Des Moines is going to get the opening round of the NCAA tournament. And it's a Midwest location and Wisconsin will be there. Or Marquette will be there.
1: You could have countered. Oh, the opening round of the NCAA, not fun to be at. <sighs> it's better to watch on TV, Mike. I don't
4: disagree with that. I spent a lot of money when it was here. Um, a couple of years ago. I don't
1: disagree. I guess it. you're in a place like, you know, oh, Iowa. Oh my God, real sports are here. You have to go. Yeah. I mean we have a G League team. We got an I
4: we have the uh the Iowa wild. We have the I Cubs, the AAA affiliate of the Chicago Cubs throughout the first pitch, by the way. Um for the Iowa Cubs? I did. Wow. I did twice. For year one, I bounced it. Shame. Just shame. And then year two, I flew the catcher, but at least I made it, so I felt I felt better about that. Uh, Ames is forty five minutes for Iowa State. Iowa City's two hours for the Hawkeyes. Arrowhead's three hours. You know that's that's kind of what we got is when the NCAA tournament comes to town, or the one game in the preseason the Timberwolves play down here. <laughs> we get that. Still never that Abu Dhabi.
1: I've never seen five surf. That's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. I still think it's a little claustrophobic, actually. Is it tight? Like we can, I can talk about that uh, another day. I'm going to do what uh, I always hate when people did to me when I'd be on their podcast. I'm going to have you on for an hour. And then at the very end, when everyone's gone, promote your stuff.
4: Cut this to the front. Use your video editing skills part because you're a TV guy yeah. and put this in the front. Uh, podcast Wicket on Wisconsin, part of uh, WisportsHeroics.com. Follow me on Twitter at Mike Wicket, Instagram, Facebook, Mike Wicket Media. I'm all over. I, I harass Bart a lot on social media, but I don't think he really appreciates it.
1: No, I, I like it. I only look at verified follows now, I don't care about the rubes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to
4: listen to rock music that is the sister station of the hog laser one oh three three we have an app it's in it's on uh, google play it's and apple wherever you get it so what are you going to do now is this your your thing are you a podcast maven now is this your empire well i'm going daily yeah good you should and uh we'll see i would love to go daily if you ever want to have me on to go like three times a week well twice a week I don't know if I could pull this off three times
1: well time. I've already used you and Rami in week one so Ooh, you're out of you out of cards to play <laughs> I know I uh I'm burning through a little too quickly here yeah but aren't you the champion
4: going back to what you said a champion for all Milwaukee media couldn't you call up Leroy Butler Drew Olson Gary Ellerson couldn't you go get Doug Russell or a Jen Lada on
1: Dario's waiting for your call I'm sure half those people don't like me, but. (laughs) Thank you, Mike
4: Wicket, everybody. Bart, always a pleasure. Good to catch up. This hour flew by. Thank you for having me on. And any other time you want to have me on, you let me know, okay? See you, bud. Later.